Far From Others. An audio medium unlike anything you've ever heard before. The pinnacle of sound experience. Jacked and canned. Featuring John Tessman and Colby Tyler. A place where you will get the information you crave. And hear about the topics that you love. Presented by themselves. Coming to you from the basement, bar, and the bedroom. Sponsored by no one. Jack and Cam. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the sports roundtable of Jack and Canned. John, how are we doing tonight? Doing good, buddy. Doing good, man. Sports roundtable episode. We all know what that is. That kicks off with who's on top, Colves. A very easy one in Major League Baseball. We already know who's on top because it's the World Series. <laughs> it's in the 2-2 right now. Exactly. Actually, nobody's on top. Right <laughs> nobody's on top. And the Astros. <laughs> so nobody's on top. So that's super easy. Two and two. We're going to see what's going to happen over there. Still pulling for the Phillies. We'll see what goes down. Um, series kind of flip-flopping. Here we go. NFL standings, Colbs. Or do we want to go into NBA? Too early no, in the season. No, don't do the NBA yet. It's too early in the season. Wait till around Christmas time. Wait till about Christmas time. So what I heard you say is next week we're going to do NBA. Okay, NFL in the meantime. NFL standings. There we go. AFC East. We got the Bills at 6-1, Jets 5-3, and three, Dolphins 5-3, and three, and the Pats at 4-4. Four and four. Colbs, what's the takeaway for you for the AFC East? I think the Jets without Brees Hall are going to flounder pretty quickly. Um, really? Pats, yeah, I do. I, I hate to say it, but I really think without Brees Hall that the Jets just don't have the firepower offensively that they're going to be able to to capitalize. Zach Wilson has not looked good at all. He, looks he like, hasn't. He hasn't. Yeah, he, he looks somewhere around the, the lines of Justin Fields, and we know that that's not good. So uh, the Pats, I, I think, are going to continue to be just – kind of a struggle offensively. I, I don't think that they have anything truly made there. And a lot of that's just lack of weaponry, but they, they obviously are coached very well and their defense is very good. So they're going to continue to win games, but I think they're going to be about a 500 team dolphins and the bills though. Those guys are both really good. As long as Tua can stay healthy. Do you see a situation for the jets? Because they still are contenders, obviously, and they still got a pretty good team that they go back to Joe Flacco. Let's say, you know, that uh, the whole quarterback situation over there doesn't work out right now, and they slide the next two games. They'll be sitting at five and five. Still a good chance. The problem is, is they've got Joe Flacco as their quarterback three right now. He's been coming in street clothes. They've been having, uh, uh, God, I never remember the guy's name, Mike White uh, suiting up as the backup there. So if anything, they'll turn to him. But I, I don't think that that's going to happen this season. So I, I think the Jets are going to have just really poor offensive games. They have a good enough defense. that They're still going to win some games. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think the Jets are about to be a five-win team, or and that's it. I, I think that they're going to still rail <laughs> off some wins. Oh, imagine if the season actually ended at five wins. Oh, my God. What a way to toy with people. What a way to toy with them. 
Well, that's just it. I keep telling myself too, like, I mean, Brees Hall is obviously a great running back, but so few teams rely on their running back to the extent that if they go down, that's it. Like the only team I can legitimately say that about is Tennessee. If Derrick Henry goes down, Tennessee is done. (laughs) There ain't a chance if he ends up going down. You don't think there's any chance that James Robinson can kind of try to fill like 80% of what he was because Robinson's no, um, honestly, no, Michael Carter is the, uh, the starting running back there. And I I think he's going to be getting the majority of the carries. James Robinson's going to help. I'm not going to tell you that it doesn't help, but I mean, they're going to need that, that running game to really break through with something, or they're really just going to have a kind of porous offensive season. It's not going to be good. AFC West Colts, Chiefs five and two, Chargers four and three, Broncos three and five, and the Raiders. Holy smokes, the Raiders sitting at two and five. Uh, what's the takeaway for you for this? Yeah, I gave up on the Raiders after last week. Uh, that, yeah, that was last it. week that was all wow. I had. Like, wow. I don't know what the fuck that was, but I am Zero. not betting on them again this year. Like that. No. What what was that? So wow. no, I'm I'm out on the Raiders and the Broncos. I've been done with since about week four. Uh, yeah, they railed off a win last week. Congrats. Um, yeah, sure. I'm, I, I guess beating Jacksonville in London is phenomenal. So I, I think that that division really just comes down to how good the chiefs are really are, or how good they really are comparative to the bills, because honestly, those are the two teams that you have to look out for. And with the, uh, with the chargers, they got to get it together. You know, Pro Football Focus puts out their own rankings of just how teams are rated, and it has nothing to do with what they think. It has nothing to do with an opinion. A couple things that were interesting in this, John, and I will credit the Dan Lebitard show with Stugatz for this because this is where I heard this going into last week. The Giants were rated as the worst team in the league. Uh, That threw me off. And additionally – the bottom there was the Chargers. They they were like 27th or something along those lines, which did actually really surprise me. But at the same time, I mean, I guess that probably goes to show that I myself have probably been overrating the Chargers. Yeah. I, I mean, everybody's gung-ho on Justin Herbert, but we're going to see what that looks like. He's a good quarterback, but, I mean, he had some of the weapons. His weapons have been hurt, though, all season long. Right, Keenan Allen's been out. Mike Williams is now out. He doesn't have a lot of people to go to. Over Dude, there. I know they keep telling me too with Mike Williams that he's probably not going to be back till like week twelve, and he's he's on my fantasy team, and I'm like, I don't want to drop him because I really like when he plays, and I I don't want to have or not have him at the end of the year. But at the same time, it's like shit. I got to get through like four weeks without this guy. <laughs> like yeah. I, I've got four guys I can plug in between receiver and flex, but damn it, that hurts. It does hurt. That's that's what's tricky about fantasy football. Uh, AFC North: Ravens five and three, Bengals four and four, Browns three and five, and the Steelers at two and six. Coles, what are you thinking about over here? Well, I told you before the season. I've told you throughout the season that I think the Bengals are about a five hundred team, maybe a game better. So I do believe that they are doing exactly what I thought they would do. The Ravens should have two more wins than they have. They've actually led in the fourth quarter of every game they've played so far this year. So the Ravens, they they just got to be consistent in the fourth quarter. I, I think that they are truly one of the best teams in the league, but they need to be able to prove that because otherwise it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be a real shell shock for them when they go and play a Buffalo who does not ease up on you. <laughs> 
And the Ravens are banged up. Bateman's out for the rest of the year. They're, I guess you could call him breakout wide receiver. He was kind of breakout in some of the games and a miss in others. And then yeah, Mark Andrews he's, he's is a, a big play up. guy. Yeah. So they're a little banged up. Mark Andrews injured, but Isaiah likely their uh, tight end two could be a tight end one. It's my favorite else. name in football right now, by the way. <laughs> Every time he catches it, I just go, likely. Yes. <laughs> likely is likely going to catch that ball. I'm here for it as well. Uh, AFC South Titans at five and two on a five game winning streak, right? Everybody yep. kind of ruled they that started out. the season 0 and 2. Wow. Colts three, four, and one. Jags two and six. And the mighty Texans at one, five, and one. Colves, what you take away over here? I really want Jacksonville to get this shit figured out because I think they are better than they are playing right now. And yeah. definitely as far as win-loss goes, like I'm not saying they're a dominant team in the NFL, but they're they're an average team. And I feel bad that they're a two and six right now. But I mean, like I said, this is honestly the most boring division in football. And the whole the the most exciting part of this whole division is simply Derrick Henry because of games like last week where he rushes the ball 32 times because they don't know how else to do offense. They only threw the ball, I think, 10 times. And uh, and Derrick Henry ends up with like 219 yards or something like that. Impressive as hell. Everybody thought Derrick Henry. Another interesting stat. Another interesting stat for you, John. I believe Derrick Henry has now rushed for over 200 yards the last five times that they played against the Texans or the Jags, whichever team they just beat. Wow. All right. So he loves going against that particular team. <laughs> so if you ever are faced with any uh, bets, whoever he ended up just playing last week, Texans, sure that you pick up on Texans. That in the future, it doesn't matter if Derrick Henry's 35 years old, you got to put your money down. <laughs> um, a- NFC East shifting over here. We got the Eagles at seven and oh, <laughs> we got the Cowboys at six and two Giants six, two and the commanders. The pesky commanders won another one last week, Colbs. I know. Three-game winning streak <laughs> at four and four. What the hell is going on over here? What's your takeaway? Uh, first off, John, I'm obviously – let me just say first that the Eagles look like the best team in the NFC, and it's not even close. What I will say, honestly, John, your Cowboys got something because right now the yeah. NFC is so weak, and with Dak Prescott back in the lineup and – I think that the big key here is that they really got to utilize Tony Pollard more so oh than Ezekiel Elliott. Did you see what he's coming off of? His game? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I saw the stats on wow. it. It's just one of those where it's like, look, I know you guys gave Zeke all that money, but you got to realize that your RB1 right now needs to be the better RB, and your better RB is Tony Pollard. So I, I want to see him more utilized in that offense because he's dangerous. And on top of that, John, I mean, you're in a division that honestly is played like maybe the best, uh, the best division in football this year. But I don't think much of the six and two Giants. I honestly think that even though I think they are a good team, I, I think they're a little bit faulty at six and two. I, I think that they're probably going to fall off of that pedestal. And I mean, the commanders, I, <laughs> I feel bad for them because they're just not bad enough to tank and get one of these good young quarterbacks. They're just going to be dead ass 500. They're, they're going to find a way to go eight, eight and one. <laughs> I do like that. Watch the end the season like that. That would be a successful year for them, given everything that happened. <laughs> so we'll see what ends up happening over there. Uh, shifting over to the NFC West Coles. We got... 
Oh, I don't even have to say who's in first. Go ahead and let us know. Yes. Seahawks. The Seahawks sitting in first place over there at five and three. The Niners sitting at four and four. Rams three and four. And the Cardinals at three and five. Coles, what are you thinking over here? Uh, yeah, I just said this in our Jackton Canton show a little bit ago, but the Seahawks are legitimately good. I still don't know how the hell this is happening. It doesn't make any sense. There's no reason we should be good, but we are. So start embracing it, Seahawks fans. Uh, everybody except for me, I have to keep doing this thing where I just get pissed off at them for winning every week, or else they're not going to keep winning. So now it's a now it's a thing. Uh, the Rams kind of look like a shell of himself. I I don't know what's necessarily going on there. Uh, Cooper Cup just got hurt last game too. I'm actually probably betting against the Rams this week. Actually, that might be a lead up. I don't remember if that's one of my five, but. I, I got a pretty good feeling that the Rams aren't going to be winning this week. Additionally, I do think the Niners are still a dangerous team. I think we're going to continue to see yes. them win a lot of football games. I, I don't think that the 4-4 four and four record is indicative of what that team is. No. Keep in mind that their entire defensive line that's very good got banged up early this year. And they started the year with Trey Lance at quarterback. So now that Jimmy G's in there, they're getting healthier. I think San Fran's going to put a pretty good run in there. And uh, I, I left out one of the, oh, Arizona. I don't know. It, figure it out. It's it's going to be an interesting one in that division over there. But I'm rooting for Seattle to hold them off. But it, it's looking tough. If the Rams ever figure it out, obviously they could pull away with that whole division. And the Niners, they're looking like they're stacked. Stacked. So once they get that going, it'll be an interesting one. NFC North, Vikings 6-1, Packers 3-5, Bears 3-5, Lions one and six. Colbs, the Lions season's done. They just traded away Hawkinson. They know that they're sellers. They, Maybe the, they did? They did. He went to Minnesota. Who? Like, oh no, they traded him in division? Yeah. Oh, that's a bad move. Bad Lions. Bad. <laughs> so oh, that just Jesus. Adds another piece over there to the Vikings team. Colbs, what do you Brown's think of- back playing, right? Yes, he's back. Okay, because that, that's also a game that I'm considering putting some money on, and I was leaning Detroit's way. I don't like hearing that Hawkinson's not there. How, yeah, how did I won. not know that? Like That, that yeah. one actually throws me off. I, there were some pretty solid moves at the trade deadline, my favorite of which is Miami traded to get Bradley Chubb. I think yes. that, that one's actually huge because Miami really needed a pass rusher, and I, I think that's going to be massive for them just to have one more added thing to what it is that they already do. So I, I think that that's probably the biggest move. But, I mean, that Hawkinson moves, that, that's a pretty big one. I mean, Minnesota a with one. a tight end there to go along with that receiving core and Dalvin Cook. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you, Kirk Cousin doesn't have any built-in excuses on this one. you got to win stuff. So, oh, no, good. that's that's really cool. As far as the Packers go, they that's not working. Like, everything about that's bad. Like that that's a bad football team right now. It's Aaron Rodgers and some guys that he doesn't trust. And because he doesn't trust them, he doesn't he doesn't play to his own full potential. And he's he's actually leading the league by like a mile in dumping the, the ball off behind the line of scrimmage. So he clearly has no faith in anybody. He's just assuming they cannot catch a football if it is thrown further than negative two yards. That that's not good when your quarterback doesn't trust you that much. I was looking forward to seeing if the Texans were going to end up trading Brand, uh, Brandon Cook, Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks, and seeing if he was going to go over to uh, 
Green Bay. No, Green Bay doesn't trade for receivers and they don't pay receivers money. That's why that's why they don't like they draft them well. They they do a good job of that. That's why you've seen over the years, you've seen Greg Jennings, Donald Driver, the Jordy Nelson, you've Devontae Adams, you've seen all sorts of guys that they've drafted that have panned out, but they don't spend the money in the offseason for it, and they never trade for any of these big star receivers. So it's been typically Aaron Rodgers and one guy his whole career. Yeah. NFC South, Falcons four and four, Bucks three and five, Saints three and five, Panthers at two and six. Colves, I texted you last week during that <laughs> Panthers game. When I PK forgot about that. Test. Yeah. Did you see the play? Did you see the highlight? I did. I actually, they ended up putting on the end of the Panthers Falcons game here. We got home before it had ended and whatever was on Fox had already ended. So they kicked it over to that. So I got to see the end of the fourth quarter and the overtime for that. Like (laughs) it's such a tough break. Yo, that was a dime of a pass. Like he threw that thing 60 yards in the air. Like, it I'm, it was a beauty. I, I still contend that PJ Walker is definitely a backup quarterback in this league, but he is deserving of being a backup quarterback in this league. He is. He is deserving. And that makes me happy that you just said that. But does he deserve to start on Carolina with a healthy Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield? Yes, because they don't want any part of either of those guys. Granted, I actually think PJ Walker is probably better than Sam Darnold anyway. Um, I don't know if he's better than Baker Mayfield, but considering Baker's just general demeanor i'd rather be playing pj walker right now too so i think carolina sticks with him for the rest of the year john what a heartbreaker though from dj Moore ripping off his helmet and getting that tacked on for the extra point i'm like no, <laughs> it's so no, shitty no. I'm like, this is this is this is the game like you can win like this is a w yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's a tough break that that's that's one of those bad beats that you hear about like that that's a really rough one to lose i mean good good for atlanta for being at the top of the division <laughs> but i mean it's not going to stay that way man there's no way that brady's not going to come away with another division title in that division that might be the worst division in the nfl i don't see a way yeah. where brady doesn't win that thing and granted he might not make a lot of noise in the playoffs but i'm telling you right now i will probably never bet against tom brady in a playoff game i just won't I, I don't care. Like the guy could be doing this for 40 more years. I'm still going to be like, Hey, you guys are going to want to watch out if the bucks get in there. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to get it turned around too. I think that something's got to break over there in Tampa. And once that whole crew and everybody's healthy at once, they could be an electric team and everybody's kind of been out here and there. So we'll see what happens. But Coles, that is who is on top what the hell are your power rankings? I'm so curious. I could guarantee the Giants ain't on there after hearing uh, what you just said. There's no way you're going to have them on there. Yeah. So, John, number 10, we have Uh-oh. the Los Angeles Chargers. Number right. nine, the New York Giants. They, they still deserve to be there for how they've played this season, even though I do think it's about to come out from under them. Number eight. Seattle Seahawks. Oh my God. How does it? Ow. So <laughs> I, I can't even deny it myself anymore. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like I'm a top 10 team. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, John, but they, they have played this, this well. I we're, we're at the point this year where, I mean, we're, we're going to get into some games that are really going to make or break what our season is going to be. Because for example, if we come out here and just simply lose to Arizona, then well, what have we really done? I mean, 
cool. We we beat a couple of teams that are pretty good, but you, you can't just come out and then lose a game that you should win. So I obviously want to see Seattle carry this through, but if I'm putting my money on this game this Sunday, I'm still going Arizona. It's in Arizona, and Arizona needs it. Number seven, John, your Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I think they're, they have a chance to continue to climb up these rankings. There's a couple teams that are above them that I think may fall just a little bit back, not outside of the top 10 necessarily, but I do think that Dallas is probably going to end up somewhere in the 5-6 range going into the end of the season, if I had to guess. Number six, the Miami Dolphins. Bradley Chubb right. edition was huge. We already talked about it, but that is huge. And as long as Tua stays healthy, that that's a good, good football team. Number five, John, the Baltimore Ravens, who should honestly be seven and one right now. Instead, they sit at five and three because they played terrible fourth quarters. I think that the Ravens, like, it's got to be a stroke of bad luck. They can't just be that bad in the fourth quarter. And Lamar Jackson's so dynamic. He's going to get it figured out. Number four, the Minnesota Vikings, simply because they've only lost one game. Um, this is one of these where if the Ravens and the Dolphins, for example, had only lost two games, I'd probably have them above Minnesota, but I have a hard time doing so when it's a two-loss difference. I have to weigh that in there and say, you know what, Minnesota, I think you've played well enough to stay number four, but it's just by a thread. Like I'm ready to tank them down to number seven right now. Mm-hmm. Number three, the Philadelphia Eagles, the only undefeated team in football, uh, playing the Texans right now. I haven't actually looked at the score since we started. 14-14. Okay, it was 7-7 when I last looked, so that makes sense. Um, damn it. I should have taken Houston on that spread. It was too big. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> number two, the Kansas City Chiefs. They are better than you. Number one, the Buffalo Bills, uh, who right now are just better than everybody. Well, fair enough. And Colbs going into halftime, the, the Eagles kicker just missed the field goal. It is still 14-14. <laughs> All right, John, for picks last week, I went 10-5 and five on win-loss. I had a negative week on spreads. I went 7-8. and eight. The worst beat of it had to have been the Buffalo-Green Bay game where the spread at one point was at 10 but when I got it, it was a 10 and a half and I took the bills on that one and it ended up as a 10 point game. I'm like, damn it, damn it. So I lost by half a point in that one. So that one hurt, but I ended up seven and eight on the spread and over under, I did go nine and six. So I continue to do well on over unders, even though I'm not exactly sure how. So John, what that meant for us, John positive week across the board. I went three and two. You also went three and two, and uh, Jacka the pumpkin went four and one. So for the season, John, that that's by far the best week of Sparky the Coin and all of his friends uh, for how they've done for the season, John. I am twenty four and sixteen. You are back to even. You are twenty and twenty, and Sparky after the big week there is now nineteen and twenty one. So you guys are not all that far behind me. Uh, And with that said, that was a big week for Sparky the Coin, or in this case, Jack of the Pumpkin. Well, Jack went out with a bang, I think, because it was Halloween week. So he just he was feeling good. That was it for him. So, John, this week we have five games. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready, too. Sparky's back. (laughs) 
All right, Sparky's back. What an asshole. All right. <laughs> Game one, we have the Buffalo Bills, the New York Jets. Buffalo is minus 12 and a half. I think that spreads too big for an in-division rival. I think the Jets have played just a little bit too well for this. John, I'm taking the Jets on this one. Wow, that's a tough one, Colbs. Uh Jets. Okay. And what's Sparky say? Heads. Heads. Sparky's got Buffalo. All right. Oh, boy. Already splitting. <laughs> yep. Game two, we have the Tennessee Titans at the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City is favored by 12 and a half. John, I took Tennessee here because I don't see any reason why a team with two losses playing another team with two losses, why it should be that big of a spread. I got to think that Tennessee keeps this a little bit closer than that even though I think the Chiefs have probably the most dynamic offense in the entire NFL. I just think that they're going to be able to grind this thing out with Derrick Henry enough to keep this game close. I got to go Kansas City. Okay. And what's Sparky the Coin say? Heads. That is Tennessee, so Sparky's with me. Game three, we have the Green Bay Packers at the Detroit Lions. It is Green Bay minus three and a half. John, I'm taking Detroit because I think that Detroit has played well enough that they should have more than one win this season. Green Bay is playing terribly right now, and I just think that this is one of these where you're going to watch the implosion of Green Bay take place right in front of your eyes. I'm taking Detroit here. They're going to get their second win. Colbs, as much as I love you saying that, and you know I do, I got to get Green Bay with this just because the run defense for Detroit is horrible and their pass defense is horrible. And yes, I think if Jobs is going to have a breakout game, it's going to be now. And I think they're going to get A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones involved. So, uh, one thing to keep in mind is that this is the week that DeAndre Swift comes back from injury. Yeah, I'm all right with that. But I mean... I don't know if Swift is. No, really... I'm not going to talk you out of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with you taking Green Bay here. Honestly, that one wasn't my favorite of these picks. Tails. All right. Detroit. So Sparky's with me there. Game four, we have the Los Angeles Rams of the Tampa Bay Bucks. It is Tampa minus three. I think that Tampa is more likely to pull their shit together than LA is right now, especially with a partially hurt Cooper Cup, who, although it's not something that's season ending, it appears that he's going to play. He's not 100%, and he's the only weapon they got. I think Tampa takes this game easily. John, what do you have? I got to go Tampa, too. All right. And what spark you got? Tails. All right. We're all on the Tampa train there. And game Maybe five. that's not a good thing. All three of us agree on one. <laughs> we all strike out. Hey, all in all, if you put all of our records together, we're now above 500. That's true. We got game five, the Baltimore Ravens at the New Orleans Saints. It is Baltimore minus two and a half. Look, New Orleans has played well enough to win more games than they yes. should. Yes. But Baltimore should be two games better than they already are. And I got to think that Baltimore keeps it rolling. They're getting their shit together now. Uh, John, I'm taking Baltimore here. Dude, I'm going Saints just because okay. Baltimore is so banged up. Bateman's out for the year. J.K. Dobbins, he's all banged up. The other one, Gus Edwards, their other running back, he's kind of banged up too. I don't know. It's just going to come down to Lamar, but the Saints just find a way to freaking score. 
You know, we we just you? found out <laughs> red rifles out, out there still rifling. I know. We found out today too. Michael Thomas might actually be out for the entire season. Dude had played like what one or two games this year. Looked pretty good. Now he's out for the season all of a sudden. Yeah, um, that's something. I don't know. I was kind of pulling for him. I thought it was going to be a magical moment for him. But they got Taysom Hill. So all you need is Taysom Hill. And you're <laughs> I be saw all right. that you picked him up in fantasy today. You better believe it. I got him. Why the hell has it still got him listed as a tight end? I don't know either, but I'm going to take it <laughs> because if Mark Andrews, it, it looks like he might actually not play, or if he does play, he's going to be limited and split it with Likely because Likely's been doing so good that they're saying, uh, you know, you could pick up anybody else at tight end, but the position has really been nothing outside of Mike Andrews and um, um, Travis Kelsey. So I'm like, yeah. you know who it's really been? Taysom Hill. <laughs> well yeah you'll get all the points when he throws when he runs <laughs> or catches it doesn't matter I, I, dude it has him i i saw that i i looked at your projections for this week because i saw it had you down by like six percent or something like that and i'm looking i'm yeah. like how because john has the most points by a mile in this league right now so i i go and i pull up your matchup and it's got Taysom hill at like 6.73 points this week i'm like i feel like Taysom hill is probably gonna put up a solid 12 yeah, I, I have that same feeling, too. And I'm like, you know what? Something's going to happen. I think their predictions are a little off. But Vegas always finds a way to, to... Dude, they keep putting Josh Allen at, like, 21. I'm like, guys, have you not realized he keeps giving me, like, 36 points every week? <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> I don't know why you're not upping this average here. Josh Allen is the cheat code for fantasy. Hey, did Sparky get his picking? No, I didn't. He didn't. It's tails. Calm down. Tail, so he's with you with New Orleans. All right. So we actually got some pretty good splitting this week. Outside of that, we all took Tampa. There is a split in every game, some way, shape, or form. So we'll find out how that goes next week. I I felt good about my, my picks this week, but I also like talking it through with you. I don't feel bad about you going the other way on some of these. Like but the biggest two for me was the Green Bay Detroit one and the Baltimore New Orleans one. Because honestly, uh, with Tennessee Kansas City, I will be kicking myself if Tennessee or if uh, Kansas City wins that thing by twenty seven points. I'm just really thinking to myself like th- this is going to be closer than that. Like Tennessee's too good to just get totally blasted out well, of the park here. Backup. They're starting their backup, aren't they? the rookie Malik Willis, who was highly touted coming into this draft and ended up falling to the third round. Yes, I get that. But I mean, I don't know. It just like any other rookie that comes in there. So they don't need a quarterback. They just hand it to Derrick Henry 33 times and say, go get it, big guy. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. If they can find a way to stop Derrick Henry, I mean, they are going to win by 20. Uh, I'm in a real pickle in fantasy this week because I have. uh, So since the Niners had the, the week off, I picked up Kansas City's defense and I have Kansas City's defense and I have Derrick Henry. I'm like, shit. (laughs) <laughs> I really shot myself in the foot on this one. Mm-hmm. It uh, football is a weird thing. You think you understand it, but then you really don't. Perfect example. Look at the Eagles and Texans game right now. Coles, turn to the back of your head right now. It looks like the Texans are going to score. Yeah, I, I still think the Eagles will win this game, but I really wish I took Houston plus fourteen. I, I fucked up on this one. It, you better believe I wanted to place that bet. If I was over in Connecticut where I could have logged into FanDuel, you better know that I was putting that on there. <laughs> you just drive across the border, place like four 20-cent bets, and then drive back. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put it past me. 
I'm just saying, don't put it past me. You know, I, I know a couple of the DJ gigs. I'd be getting home really late, and I'm like, do I place a quick dollar twenty five bet on this one thing? <laughs> you know, even though it's not even money that you're really going to make, because I, I make like a dollar. Oh, so, but it's so fun. Like, I mean, obviously there's weeks what like, I mean, there, there are weeks when I pull in like a solid 50, 60 bucks, especially weeks like this week where I'm taking some underdogs here. Cause I don't think that's going to be the end of my underdog picking either. And it typically pays out more when you take an underdog against the spread than when you pick a favorite. But like, I, I look at some of these, uh, like most weeks, eh, I, I, maybe I make like nine bucks. Like it ain't a lot. Now Super Bowl time, that's when that's when you get in there. Super Bowl time, I will dish out a hundred bucks, and I'm like, all right, let let's see what happens because I'm placing prop bets, which I never place. Like I do all sorts of shit. I take the over on the national anthem every you time do the, because the coin. What's that? The coin flip. Yep, the coin flip. I always pick tails. It, it's going to be tails more often than not. So I always pick tails. I take the over on the national anthem because everybody always tries to do their rendition that takes forever. And so they'll set it at like 48 seconds. And I'm like, eh, okay. And then you time it out. It's like, yeah, every one of these goes for like 102 seconds. So Sparky <laughs> the coin might become so popular that Sparky gets flipped on Super Bowl Sunday and he has something real bad to say Sparky would get canceled <laughs> Sparky would get canceled in like two seconds <laughs> oh yeah Sparky just he's just conky from the trailer park boys I know yeah. what you've been doing with his voice this whole time Sparky what would you do if you went over there to you know Super Bowl Sunday and they try to flip you I'm flipping him right back off okay Sparky all <laughs> right so apparently Sparky's gonna flip him off so that's nice Colbs what would you land on Sparky Tails. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. So I don't know. I, maybe maybe Sparky's warming up to you, Colbs. Maybe that's why he wants you to win. So it sounds like the books are fixed. Watch Tails pop up on Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, uh, yeah, Super Bowl Sunday. Just remember this. <laughs> remember this yeah, I'm telling you. Take the take the over on the national anthem and take Tails. That that's money right there. You're getting both of those. I always put money every year also on a safety being scored because the odds are so fucking low on it that you will get paid out like a shitload compared to what you put in there. You can put down like a five dollar bet and get back like eighty five bucks. Not bad, not bad. You got me thinking now. <laughs> Colbs, man, I think we're gonna wrap it up here today. All right, Actually, John. before we do. What's one crazy prediction that you got from the week ahead here at the NFL? What's one crazy prediction? I'll give you mine first. Okay. Aaron Rodgers throws for three touchdowns, 350 yards passing. Okay. That's I, I'm not going to call that the craziest because Detroit's defense is so bad. However, that would be pretty shocking still just because of how poor he's played the worst seven games of his entire career, like back mm-hmm. to back to back to back. It so changes today. I, okay. All right. Well, I don't know about the day. I mean, it, it he's not playing, week. but um, I, I think my craziest prediction is that the two teams that I'm taking as underdogs to win and uh, you're in the pick em league. So you'll see this. The two that I have right now, and I don't think I'm taking any more, it's the Jags and the Lions. <laughs> like, <laughs> I almost hate myself for even saying that out loud, but I'm taking the Jags and the Lions. Fair enough. What's a crazy prediction? Individual player stat. What do you got? 
individual player stat. Or who's okay. doing horrible? Who's doing horrible or going off? Either or. Oh, man. Um, okay. You know what? Here's what I'll say, because I do believe that Arizona beat Seattle this weekend. I think that Kyler Murray is going to have a crazy game, and it's going to be a lot of hookups with DeAndre Hopkins specifically. Ooh, I like that. All right. So you got some of the picks. You got some of the predictions, ladies and gents. Until next time, this has been another episode of Checked and